Welcome back to Interview with a Cycler. One of the most interesting things that we do is we sit down with our uh, players, our eternal cyclers, if you will. We are very well aware of the pun and are using it to the best extent of our power. We're sitting down today with Racist. They've been called a racist. How do you feel about this, Gustav? I'm just playing the character. Right, right. <laughs> no, I, I, I do, we do point out that, you know, you are playing a character. And you do a damn good job of it, because a lot of people, like, they were liking you the first two episodes! Holy shit. And then, and then things happened, you know? That uh, I don't think they were prepared for. They they wanted to happen, and here we are sitting here. Although I will say it's it's really fun <laughs> GMing you because <laughs> I'm sitting here going, "Ooh, please give me a reason to willingly punch one of my players with for plot reasons, right? For for plot reasons, not just because you're being an asshole." <laughs> exactly, and you know, playing as a pure blood, it works out perfectly because oh, yeah. you know with both Statagar and Skyflash being bitten vampires mm-hmm. and me being the only pure blood ah. in the group Marlo, you're Inquisitor true, but I mean as a playable character. Well yeah, as a playable character yeah, yeah, I um, so being the only pure blood in the group as a playable character, it gives the opportunity of having that racial divide but at the same time you know going down the arc of trying to better himself to get rid of that racial tensions right which you know coming up where we're at now is Mm -hmm. finally getting to the point where it's an issue right it's an issue because um in the last campaign we did the last season or session if you would say you were you were the cause of some travesty there, man. I mean, you did a lot of good, but you also you tried to play around and you caused a little bit of badness. I um, mean, right, right. Hey. Um, <laughs> I was I was in an interview with um, Skyflash. He's like, man, I I think he's only just trying to get me laid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. And I'm sitting here going, I mean, he may be onto something. Like, well, okay, so he doesn't know this yet. But, well, I mean, he knows some of this. But um, this would be a little bit of a, a, a shocker. But uh, he he may have messed up. Because all of the operations that he have, um, he, if he goes with one group, like he, he'll end up with three dark sister wives. Yeah. Or he could end up with a blood sister. Or he could end up with a eastern oh. prophet. Oh, Lord. She is one of nine true, like, wielders of magic. Blessed in white magic so well, she can even cure curses and bring back people from the dead. Which could be useful. Which could be very, very useful. You are correct. But at the exact same time... Pissing off the blood sister. Ed. I mean, your blood sister, your dark sister. I mean, he could put it... How do you feel about, you know, his his love life? Is it comparable to your 
you know, daddy issues? No, because my, I, I, I mean, at least mine's a dude. I mean, he's got a goddamn harem. <laughs> and we can't forget about Bunny Girl. Yeah, I mean, well. <laughs> okay, so, like, I mean, Stanagar's been innocent. I've got to give him credit. He yeah. usually plays kind of, well, he didn't usually plays a really deserved character, but he is, he is, he is enjoying what he's doing. Yes. Um, who do you think, in your personal opinion, from this last session, who do you think improved the most overall? Like, all together, who do you think improved the most? Because Skyflash, um, I actually don't remember. I think he said you. Really? I'm pretty sure. I, oh, as an overall player, as an overall character, mm. like, overall. Well, I mean, going character-wise, right. I gotta give it up to Skyflash. Skyflash, right. But, at the same time, if we're gonna do working together wise right then sky flash and my character actually stepping up trying to work as a team right to right. get things done well yeah yeah i get you um can i do anything better as a as a as a dm you just know? keep it rolling <laughs> keep it rolling <laughs> i try <laughs> oh man uh, when i was when i was in my younger gm days um i and Next time I get Skyflash, I'll have to ask about this. Uh, I used to have punishment <laughs> for um, Kinky from Puppy. No, <laughs> um, this one time I got really irritated. It was uh, a couple of our friends were playing, and um, my ex was playing with us, and we're sitting there and goofing off, and one of the guys like popped off at the mouth, and I threw a can of pop out of him, and he goes, "What the fuck?" And I said, now you understand how sloppy you look. Nice. <laughs> if you're going to come at me, man. You know, and like, I give you guys, I've seen some other GMs, and I give you guys a lot of freedom. You do. I give you guys Which, a lot of freedom. That's one you thing. You know, compared to a lot of the other campaigns I've been a part of, you know, I've been playing this well, let's kind talk of stuff about that, since. you played some of the other major games. We're not allowed to say them. Right. The one around you. But I mean, you I've played, been, like, some of the other ones. Yeah, I've been playing since about 96, 97. Right, right. Um, however, one we can talk about, um, the game that actually got me started. Do you, do you know what got me started role-playing? Hmm. Vampires the Masquerade. When's the last Very time good damn series. Remember, what, 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 when's the last time you heard somebody talk about Vampire the Masquerade? Yesterday, actually. Oh, well. I mean, I'm waiting for um, Bloodlines 2 to come out. Oh, I know. It, it looks so good. It does. It, it really does. But, um, but you no. know, that was that was my first game. Oh, yeah. into it. Yeah. Uh, for me, it had to be uh, 30-ish. Yeah, right, right. I mean, I can't exactly say the name because well, for copyright yeah. reasons, but yeah. yep. I'd have to go with 30-ish. 30-ish, and yeah, I guess um, I remember my character at the time, and it was a, uh, well, it started out as a half-elf male. Right. And he was, uh, well, the group itself was all high levels. Right. And we found this deck of many things. Right, right. And, uh, you know, I had to be the smartass. Right. And draw five cards. 
You know, fuck it. One, two, three, four. Ah, I fucked up. <laughs> I pulled four DM's choice cards. Fucking <laughs> do it. And I was considered the abuse monkey in the group. Yep. So I got turned from a half elf male cleric mm-hmm. into a two foot seven dwarf female who couldn't take off her armor and was always horny as fuck. You know that that'll do it. <laughs> Talking about dwarves, okay. Um, we've we've struck some controversy with her, but I did I did once play a dwarf. Dwarves can be very badass. Dwarves are really badass. Um, Gristle the Dwarf. I, I yes. told you about Gristle. Yep. We were playing a uh, uh, Lord of the Rings knockoff, you know. Uh-huh. And my dwarf was stubborn. He was he was so stubborn to the point that, you know, most... And he hated elves. You couldn't be a Lothlorien elf, more specifically, or one from, you know... I mean, he would work with... He liked Mirkwood. He could do Mirkwood elves, but he really liked Lothlorien elves, the really high prestige... Oh, no, he couldn't do it. Well, I mean, Mirkwood elves were always down-to-earth, chill motherfuckers. Usually, yeah, yeah. They could they, be really dark as fuck. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> dark, and, and they knew how to hold their liquor. Well, anyway, so I'm sitting here, and this... And... Now, my, this GM, you know, he was kind of a stricter GM. He wanted me to do certain things. Well, the guy uh, pulled a stupid. He, he pulled a real stupid um, because I had a, a bag of infinite holding. Okay. And um, I had a skeleton army made for me to man what I had put in it. I had jumped up to the top of a like a victory first rate class shit. <laughs> Look. 112 cannons on each side. Woo-hoo! Put it in my bag of infinite holding then then had the skeleton crew. Because he was, I, I mean, I had a crap ton of money because I was selling weapons as I went along and just paid for all at once. And so we were, we were fighting a Bullrock. Like the Bullrock. And he intended it to kill all of our characters and do this whole, you know, we're reincarnated as evil. Gristle was not about that life, bro. <laughs> Opened up his bag of infinite holding and he goes, yeah? Well, what are you shooting out? My first rate. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Launched him out the side of the mountain. Bullrug goes flying, I jump up, put my thing back in, and then I, I tell the skeletons to, to repair it. And I'm like, you know, putting it back into my bag. And Make sure you repair that shit. Repair it! <laughs> Here's some wood! <laughs> so we went along our way, and uh, then he put a dragon in front of us. Thinking that would do it. I was like, you know what? I, you know, I actually tried to fight that, Okay. And one of Gristle's biggest things is that he had a helmet with, like, three horns, one that came from the back, and they all met right in the middle, and it lines up perfectly with the crotch, and he did a bull run, a bull rush run, and he would just go right in, because he he was perfect crotch height for most humans and elves, so just, wham, hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs) So I was trying to play fairly, trying to play fair, and, uh... 
whole man. He he, I saw him cheat, and it irritated me so much. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna throw my thing at it. He goes, fine. And he, he gets caught though his tail. So he, this dragon is like on the front of this this first tree, pinned up against the wall, trying to get out. I go, hey, speak is still a free action, right? And he goes, yeah. Fire! And he just looks at me because that's a hundred and twenty-two freaking rolls on a D six. <laughs> so he's just like, you turn him into Swiss cheese. Hey, you know what? It's a holy dragon. <laughs> yeah, it was a Swiss holy dragon. <laughs> we actually ate that dragon too. That's the funniest part. Of nice. Nothing better it. than a good dragon steak. Um. Well, we were celebrating, and, and, you know, like, the GM actually kind of gave me props. And so we're our characters, and so, like, his buddy's playing, who happens to be a Lothlorian ranger. My character hates Lothlorians, and I have a Mirkwood ranger who's beside me who really, like, loves, like, my character loves and enjoys the company of. So the Lothlorian just kind of slides in, and he's like, hey, how you doing? My character takes a gold coin, throws it, and hits him in the Center of the forehead, and you know he does this for a while. Just kept throwing gold at him, kept throwing gold at him. Up to like thirty-two pieces. But goes okay, out of game. What the fuck is your dude doing? And I'm like, Gristle is trying to pay your character to leave Gristle alone. (laughs) (laughs) And he starts doing like tricks off the side because he kept failing his intelligence rolls. So my character starts doing like tricks. He's like hitting. Still nailing this dude in the forehead, and finally, after like seventy-two pieces of gold, he fucks off. <laughs> oh. oh man! See, but that—that's like good times, you know. Like, li- like talking <coughs> about like right old characters, and that's what this game is supposed to do. Is it's supposed to take away the stress of like railroading a line, let your characters develop, and just put like little like. Posts and triggers and stuff like that, right? In their path, and see, you know, that's one thing I liked about with the campaign this last set or last go round. Mm-hmm. Um, for the simple fact that you allowed my character to find a black market dealer. Oh, that will come up. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out you guys' um, assumption of six months is off. Kind yeah. of. Figured. You guys have been in there for two and a half years. Right. Because you guys don't actually see the outside, and the more that the out, you don't see the outside, you know... The quicker it's passing. The, the more, well, the more less you realize that it's, that it's passing. Right. You know, and you guys live in this giant, multi-layered castle that's literally whatever you need it to be. So you don't really need to go outside unless you're like an active guard on duty who's aware, you know. Alright, that's it. I'm going to have to try and get Skyflash to make her get it on with the castle. (laughs) (laughs) She's a little girl, man. She's like 5,392 years old. I mean, it worked. No, it wouldn't. She would be robbing the cradle. (laughs) <laughs> little girl man little girl the uh when the castle was turned into a castle <clears throat> it was done by the sacrifice uh like the little girl was sacrificed right 
Well, mind you, she was willing, but at the exact same time, that was really hard once um, Dracula, who originally created the castle, figured that out, you know? Yeah. Uh, he didn't want anybody but to... So she's she's the equivalent of mental age of, you know, nine. Ah, okay. So when I say she's nine, I mean, yeah, she may have a big number, but, like, her mental capacity could never leave that, that childish, which is why right. she tried to hate you. Because... She's a girl. She's a, like a little girl, and you know, yeah. I probably should have explained that more. And yeah, a little bit. But yeah, she's she's the same like intelligence of having like a little girl, you know, like a ten year old girl. Yeah. Because I will say this: if it wasn't for my character saving Sky Flash's ass, and then Marlowe saving your ass, yeah, but still, no. I at least it showed teamwork. Like, fuck this. <laughs> right, right. No, it's all good. Like, and you know, what was your favorite part that you were directly involved with? You know, uh, that is a hard one. Truthfully, right. Um, because I'm still in the process of trying to develop the character so that the audience can actually see what he's really what he really does right right um so in that regards I would actually have to refer back to season one mm. with season put that in quotation right they're they're continuous episodes but he's referring to one through six um with the fight just prior to me and Sky Flash's character going in, mm, yeah. um, rolling the nat one, <laughs> <laughs> completely missing both Statagar and the guard I was trying to go for. Yeah, the the, the fly getting in front of your <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a miracle you flopped this up so bad. You did good. <laughs> yep, yep, that was. A I, I I gotta go with that moment. Right. Um, it, it was just one of those. What 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 single like moment have you done that you enjoyed? Like it was just your character like plotting, you know, or or doing where you know Sky Flash and and Statagar are kind of off on their own doing their own thing, and you're kind of being just you and NPCs. Um, Tricky one, yeah. It is, because my character's done a lot. That's his name, um, Skyflash. Yeah. Whose um, favorite is the uh, the orgy, waking up and... Of course it would be. Yeah, well, no, it's more, it's not the actual act of the orgy, it's more of, like, having to deal with it and now, having to, like, right. suffer through the consequences of his actions and, you um, know... See, my character actually hasn't really had anything like that. Right. All he does really is... With NPCs is trained. Well, um, I do want to give you an update. The res- you need reputation to take masters now. Yeah. Now, mind you, like on skills, fine. But if you wanted to take train with like Athena or right or Dracula or someone like up note, you're going to have to. Now, cool thing is that you can also duel these, and they will give you special abilities and rewards um, for beating them. Right. Um. Um. Because yeah, my 
plan is to, you know, uh, so with the whole dragon thing, right, right, right. I'm actually working on like three separate things at the moment. Mm-hmm. As a plan with a couple of contingency plans, and then those contingency plans having backup plans. Well, that's because we're planning a plan around your plan, or they're planning around plans around my plans. Exactly. In which we will turn our plan around their plan. You always gotta have backup plans. Well, yeah. Especially when playing with this bastard. <laughs> okay. First off, shut your face, you enjoy it. I do. Second off, you guys dictate 95% of the outcome be based on how you actually, and I know this is a new concept, play your character! What do you mean a new concept? I've been playing my character. <laughs> well, I mean for some GMs. Yeah. Um. So, not only am I working on, well, officially trying to kill my father. Death to the father. Patricide. Oh. And then at the same time, um, Ros- er, the character is actually trying to better himself and work more with the group. Right. Because that's his only lead to survival. <laughs> right. And as an assassin, you know, he's used to working alone. He's not used to working in big groups. Right, right. Unless it's for a major mission. And now you're having to, like, actually talk as a group. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not comfortable with this shit. Right. <laughs> So what did you think about um, Rafe's run-in with a warden? Are they as scary as you think they're going to be? He seemed pretty convinced. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked him. Do you believe you guys are going to get away from that city? If the plan I have in mind goes right, Mm -hmm. we actually have about a good 80% chance. Okay. That's some confident words here. You want to know what his was? Absolutely not. (laughs) I mean, okay, things can always go wrong. Every well, one of my favorite um, villains slash anti heroes, um, Captain Cold from DC's Legends and Arrow and and Flash, said it best: make a plan, act or use the plan, expect the plan to go wrong, throw away the plan, make a new plan. Me, personally, I'm always best at winging it. Right. But with what I have in mind, yes, there is a 20% chance of failure. Right. But at the same time, if things go proper, go just right, right, we can combine Rosgree's and Skyflash's styles, mm-hmm. and we could escape. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> that all hinges on the two of them actually working, working as a team. Right. And which see, is going to be a pain. And you know what's interesting is uh, I pointed out some information to you guys that you know out of game that your characters in game don't know that the, the general manager. Right. I mean, isn't it kind of suspicious? But they have. My character was already place. thinking it was kind of suspicious, anyways. But a at little the same too time, easy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, 
But then again, that's what you get for an assassin. Right. They are always suspicious of everybody. Right. What did you think, because you, cause you know who these two individuals are, what did you think about meeting those two particular individuals? Uh, I want to leave their name out of this, so if people haven't fully listened to the episode, they don't know who I'm referring to, because you know they're a legend, you know these two individuals. You've I want to punch the one in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> Is, it a river a thing? List Is it a river thing? No, it's just I don't do well with prissy little bitches. And this one just comes off as a French priss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with a French prick. Yeah, no, no, I get you. I get you. The other one. The other the... one, I could see sitting down with having a drink. Good luck with that one. <laughs> right. Uh, but you know what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah. So, um,. You know, and and viewing what you've what you viewed, you know, like how how well do you think this is like? Do you think you guys are all gonna die and gonna have to reroll character sheets before we get to the the epic conclusion? I mean, there's always that possibility, right? Right. There's always the possibility of having a entire party wiped. Yep. Well, you do, or even one or two characters. You get one save. Yeah. Now, mind you, I've made it considerably hard for you guys to actually die, and most likely it'll be drawn-out torture, and they still have a chance to save you, as long as they don't burn you up into pieces, and somebody yeah. puts blood in your mouth after you've been unstaked. We're good. <laughs> You're going to need a considerable amount of blood <laughs> to stay... I already have this feeling that if Illusion's plan doesn't go properly and the wrong people find out with the dragon blood, he's going to end up staked. Oh, he could end up staked. You could end up on their wall. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> because I just have the feeling that if Lord Blackrose actually finds out, he's... Oh, he'd be pissed. He's, or he's deliberately poisoning his own father with dragon's blood. Takes one sip. That's all it takes for him to slip. So he right. doesn't even need a goblet. All he can drink is a cup. He can drink about eight ounces. That's it before his body will violently reject it. Yep. So. Oh yeah, my character wants to kill his father in the most horrific, painful way possible. By having him kill everybody inside of there <laughs> due to a mythic bloodlust? Exactly! <laughs> you guys would be sent in to clear it out after that point. Yeah. And there might be some other ferals with him. There might be. But it would turn into one hell of a match. It's a very hard match. I'll tell you what. And it'd be a potential party wipe. Hey, it could be. It could be. We'll see. But for now, I think we're going to have to close off because we got a couple of people coming over here in a bit. And, uh, hopefully we'll get party! Some... Right. <laughs> here at the Misfits Compound, we party like it's 1988. Fuck that. <laughs> Catch you guys later and keep listening to the Eternal Cycle.